today on CityCast Denver. You know that icky feeling you get when you have to gas up your Subaru on the way to the mountains? It really sits right at the crux of what old Denver and new Denver, not even new Denver, but modern Denver and, you know, 1980s Denver. You love the outdoors, you want to save the planet, but you also need oil and gas to live that Coloradical life. It's time to talk about the double standard that we'd rather forget. The great majority of North Face's products, jackets, backpacks, outdoor pants, shirts, shoes, hats, etc., are dominantly made out of the oil and gas that we so proudly produce. Today is Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. I'm Paul Caroli, and this is CityCast Denver. see what's happening out there today. We're looking at a slim chance of rain and thunderstorms this afternoon, but apart from that, it should be sunny with highs nearing the triple digits. Oh, and a reminder for my fellow gardeners out there. We're in late afternoon hailstorm season, so do whatever you need to do to protect your tomatoes from an assault like this one I recorded on Sunday evening. Fortunately, it doesn't look like my wife and I lost any plants. If you did, tag at CityCastDenver in your pics on Twitter and we'll help mourn your loss. Speaking of mourning, I'm not ready to talk about the Nuggets and the Avalanche yet. They lost, they're out, they'll be back next year, it's going to be okay. After meeting remotely for more than a year, Denver City Council is returning to in-person meetings this week, which they seem pretty excited about. But not everything is going back to the old normal. Council staff are working on a system that will allow people to access and even participate in public comment sessions from home. The hope is that a hybrid system will make the political process more accessible. There's this idea people in Denver talk about a lot, that this city has changed so much that it's practically an entirely different place. New Denver is this hip, progressive bastion of craft beer and outdoor recreation, Old Denver was a small, plucky cow town fueled by the oil and gas industry. But here's the thing. There was no moment when a switch flipped. That old Denver is still very much a part of who we are as a city. And this identity crisis can lead to some pretty interesting clashes. These jackets are made out of oil and gas and made with oil and gas. And their main target market, outdoor recreation, which I'm an enthusiast of, only became and remains a possible human endeavor because of oil and gas. Does this microphone sound all right? Yeah, this does sound pretty good. Good. Glad to hear it. Greg Avery covers the energy industry for the Denver Business Journal. And for the past few months, he's been following a conflict between two of Denver's biggest economic drivers. The embattled oil and gas industry versus VF Corp, the massive outdoor apparel company that owns brands like the North Face and Jansport. Greg Avery, welcome to CityCast. Oh, thank you for having me on. So Greg, I just saw a provocative new billboard go up here in Denver, and I'm, I'm hoping you're the right person to help me unpack it. It's, I'll describe for the listener, it's all black with white text that reads, that North Face puffer looks great on you, and it was made from fossil fuels. And it's signed, your friends in the oil and gas industry. <laughs> what, what do you make of that? Well, it's part of a broader campaign that Colorado oil and gas companies, and one executive in particular who's spearheading it, 
want to bring to the attention of people, which is that companies that want to promote themselves environmentally often want to distance themselves from the, the very things that make their products. And in this case, the North Face uses a lot of petrochemical um, fabrics and things like that in their products. And back a few months ago, they got crosswise with the oil industry. And now the oil industry and one company in Denver in particular has decided that we want to call them out on this. And it's, it's gotten a lot of attention. So they're picking a fight. Definitely. I'm Chris Wright, CEO of Liberty Energy. North Face recently came out against my industry, even refusing to let one of my competitors put their company logo on a North Face jacket. I went through North Face's website of wide-ranging products, and I failed to find a single product that wasn't made out of oil and gas. All right, let's go back to that moment six months ago. How did this conflict start? Well, the North Face, you know, like a lot of high-profile apparel companies, outdoor gear makers, they sell co-branded products. Your company can get a jacket with, you know, that's made by the North Face with your logo on it. And well, the North Face got a request from a Houston fracking company called Innovex Downhole Solutions that ordered 400 jackets from the North Face as co-branded products to give to their employees around the winter holidays, around Christmas. The company's CEO says North Face told him it doesn't want to be associated with oil and gas because it doesn't meet its brand standards. And so the, for the North Face, which is owned by VF Corp, uh, which has just moved to Denver in 2019, this is part of a new branding effort. They're trying to make this like climate awareness a bigger part of what it means to wear the North Face. Is that right? Yeah. And, it, and it's a big part of their branding. They say that they're trying to become more sustainable both in in their branding and also in their supply chain. And, you know, to that end, they didn't want to have these Houston oil and gas company employees walking around with North Face jackets co-branded. And the CEO of that company complained to Houston TV stations. The story got picked up by the Financial Times. It got a lot of attention as being this oil industry in Houston matter. Well, an executive in Denver in the oil industry in Denver, which is you know, not as big as Houston, but there's a pretty big oil industry, oil and gas industry here. He noticed that and realized, wait a minute, VF is our corporate neighbor. They're eight blocks away from our headquarters and here they are dissing on the oil and gas industry. I'm not gonna stand for this. And he, he decided to do something about it. Globally, 60% of all clothing fibers are made out of oil and gas. For North Face, it is likely 90% or more. So North Face is not only an extraordinary customer of the oil and gas industry, they are also a partner with the oil and gas industry. So thank you, North Face, and you're welcome. Yeah, so let's talk about that one executive. Who is Chris Wright? He's the, the founding executive and CEO of Liberty Oil Field Services, also called Liberty Energy, which is the second largest fracking company in the United States. They're headquartered in downtown Denver. They frack wells all over the Western United States and on now on up into Canada. And um, he's sort of known as the one of the more charismatic defenders of oil and gas. He's not afraid to, to stand up and say, hey, we're proud of this. I think a few years ago, the oil and gas industry had a lot of climate deniers. Chris Wright is of, of a different stripe. He's he doesn't argue with the idea that climate change exists, but he argues that the energy industry 
has been kind of unfairly tarnished that all the progress that the energy industry has contributed to in human health and the advancement of science and this, that, and the other gets overlooked in this rush to embrace sustainability. And the North Face rejection of those jackets seemed to be where he decided to draw the line. Yeah, yeah. So it really seems like this North Face decision to reject these jackets, like it it seems like it hit home particularly for Chris Wright and the Denver oil and gas industry. What do you think we can learn from that in particular, the fact that it was like this local industry? Well, I think uh, Denver's a small place, really. I mean, if you work in downtown and and you're in business, I think you feel like it's it's a small community and the oil and gas industry has been here for a long time. It's, you know, it used to take up about a quarter of the office space in downtown Denver. It's sort of, you know, Denver's not really known necessarily known for oil and gas, but it's a huge part of the industry. I mean, Dynasty in the 80s was set in Denver and the oil industry feels very much like it's a, you know, native industry of the state. And to have a kind of high profile newcomer like VF, that I think a lot of people in the Denver business community were proud to see come to Denver. And we're very excited about to see them sort of deny what people in the oil and gas industry feel is sort of this native industry of the state from a newcomer to the city seemed, it seemed a little outrageous, I think, to some of them and, and hypocritical. The Colorado Oil and Gas Association bestowed its first ever extraordinary customer award on the company, noting that North Face uses petroleum to make pretty much every product it sells. Greg, have you talked to any executives at VF Corp or North Face? Like, how, how are they feeling about this? Do they feel targeted? I, I think it uh, I think it initially caught them off guard a little bit that there was this reaction. I think um, the, the executives for North Face have not talked to me or as, as far as I'm aware, anybody in the oil and gas industry. They're being kind of guarded in their response and they basically have, have said, look, this is nothing personal uh, about any individual company or potential customer of ours. We just, we want our brand to be about sustainability. And oh, by the way, we're also working on our supply chain, trying to get that to be more sustainable too. And that's sort of been their stance. They don't want to really get in the trenches and have a, a nasty fight about this, I don't think. This point that Chris Wright and the uh, the local oil and gas industry are making about North Face both like trying to make the climate a big part of their brand, but also using a lot of oil and gas products in in the stuff that they sell. Like I feel like they're getting at that tension that a lot of us feel that oil and gas is part of our lives, but also maybe we're not happy about it. I guess I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about like how Colorado's oil and gas companies talk about the climate. How do they speak to that tension? It's something they talk about all the time because Colorado is a state that has aggressively, particularly in the past four years or so, has aggressively tried to update its regulations about oil and gas production in the state. And so you have thousands of people who work in the oil industry here who have seen a lot of environmental protections layered on to their industry here that you don't see in other states. You know, and they, a lot of these folks have either came from Texas or have colleagues that work in Texas or uh, South Dakota or Oklahoma, other states that are big oil and gas producing states and don't have these rules. And in Colorado, it just so happens that the Denver-Julesburg Basin sits 
just north of the Denver metro area. It's not out in the middle of nowhere the way it is in some, the way the oil and gas deposits are in some states. It's right on the edge of the metro area in some of the fastest growing parts of the state right now. And so there's all these rules coming down on oil and gas operators that they feel very defensive. I mean, if you go to regulatory hearings that involve oil and gas, there's an amazing amount of emotion involved. People feel, people who live in neighborhoods where oil and gas rigs show up to drill, they, they feel under threat. They often don't understand that the, the rigs were going to show up. So they, they feel surprised and then they feel under threat that their home, their sanctuary from the rest of the world has this drilling rig and fracking is being done right under their neighborhood in some cases. And it freaks them out. Well, the oil and gas workers are proud of what they do. And the scientists, the science that goes into oil and gas production is amazing when you learn about it. It's pretty intense. And that tension is a factor of everything about the industry right now. Yeah, I mean, the North Face campaign is just like a perfect, perfect window into that tension. North Face claims its stance is based on climate change concerns, but that is not consistent with the facts. The largest factor driving down U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by far has been the technology advancements from our industry. What do you think this conflict says about, about Denver in 2021? I, I think it's it really sits right at the crux of what old Denver and new Denver, the culture clash. I, I think um, in my job, I, I write about energy and not just oil and gas, but uh, including coal. And there, you know, Colorado's a Western Rocky Mountain state. It's got oil, natural gas, coal, hard rock mining in its past. I mean, look at the Denver Nuggets uniform. Those aren't, you know, keyboards on there. It's, it's pickaxes and, um, you know, and I think the fact that there's a history of natural resource extraction in this state really kind of makes people in the oil and gas industry feel like they belong here. And not that VF doesn't, but that um, th there is a massive sort of feeling of underappreciation, that they're under the gun all the time. And, you know, climate activists have good reason to to worry. I mean, when if you spend a lot of time thinking about the effects of climate change and hear that clock ticking of how you know how long we have to resolve the emissions problem that that we've created for ourselves there's an urgency that activists have and it really to be on the receiving end of that for oil and gas industry people i think it it really heightens the emotion particularly when they feel like they're a they're sort of a legacy industry for this whole region yeah maybe they'll uh They'll talk it out in the Starbucks line downtown when everybody gets back to work. Yes, post-pandemic, there'll be a lot to talk about. Greg Avery, thanks so much for joining us on CityCast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's fun to talk about. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us or rate the show wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, I hope you have a really nice day. There's almost certainly oil and gas involved in the making of M&Ms, Lizzie. Almost certainly. <laughs>